senior minister took my notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they say the Sunday after Christmas is always the, the one for the associate minister, but um, it's not usually that the, the boss man is here to, to hear it. So I couldn't really say anything bad about him this time. So <laughs> I apologize about that if you don't hear anything bad about him or any jokes about him. But um, I just want to start off this Sunday um, opening in prayer. So let's pray. Uh, Father God in heaven, we are, God, uh, we love Sundays. We love Sundays because we can come together and worship you as a church family, as with friends and family. And God, for that, we are so grateful. We're grateful for our time of communion and offering and, and just singing. And uh, God, just um, now be with us again as we uh, just prepare uh, to hear your words and, and what you have to say to us. Uh, God, thank you for all that you're doing. Um, we love you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so every year at Christmas, especially uh, growing up, there are some gifts that you need, but you just don't get too excited about. And, and maybe maybe this past week, maybe this Christmas, maybe this was you. There, were, there was a gift that you knew you needed, but it really wasn't all that exciting. We all have the presents that, that we're desperate for, though, right? We beg mom and dad for, we sit on Santa's lap, right? right? Uh, the weeks leading up to Christmas, we go to the mall and we sit on Santa's lap and we tell him, this is what I'm expecting for this, for this Christmas. And, and, and then Sunday, uh, that, that, that Christmas morning comes and we go uh, to the Christmas tree and underneath the tree, um, we look for that gift and, and, uh, and we're just hoping that we get that one gift. And, and, and we're, we're, we're looking under the presents with all the trees, and, and we look at the wrapping on some of them, right? Like some of us, like, remember this growing up? I know we had to do this. Like, we, could, we couldn't open presents until my parents got up. And I always wondered why they picked Christmas morning for the only morning to sleep in every year. Like, why did they, that was the only morning they wanted to sleep in all year. And so, like, so you're under the tree, you're waiting for mom and dad to get up, and you're, you're shaking the presents, and you're looking at the wrapping, and you're, you're t- taking special note of the ribbon, and just, just different things. And, and as a kid, I remember um, growing up, I wanted a Nintendo. Like, not, not like the Nintendo that they have these days, like the original Nintendo. The classic version, that's what I'm going to call it. Remember the original Mario Brothers, though? Some of those are the best games. And kids today, they have no idea like what, how awesome our technology was back then. <laughs> because like our, our games came in a cartridge, and if you blew on it, like if you blew on the cartridge really good, like the game would read your breath. Like, do you remember that? <laughs> like, and <laughs> like you got, not a lot of you guys are laughing, especially the younger kids. Yeah. <laughs> But the games would get dusty and you blew on them. But they read our breath and they worked. And it was this like incredible, incredible technology that we had back in the 90s. And, and, st- and, and I remember I would go to my friend's house and, and we'd play the games. And it was, it was just so awesome. And, and I wanted one. I wanted an original Nintendo. Like it, I had to have one. Um, and, and I also remember my brother. Like he wanted, my brother wanted a Light Bright. You guys remember Light Bright? My brother, he also wanted like a rock tumbler. Like my brother, my brother was weird. He wanted a rock. You want to roll your rock? I mean, you plug in the thing, it just rolls around. And he wanted a rock tumbler, and that was cool, I guess. But, um, but some, some of you guys, like every year, some, for some of you, you got every, the present you wanted every year. Like if you asked for it, if you asked Santa, you got it. And that's awesome. Not me. <laughs> uh, I was not allowed to have video games in the house. <laughs> Yeah, it was a rough 10 years. 
I never got a video game system. So I, yeah, but, but there's one gift though, growing up though, that most of us can relate to. Like we can all relate to this. And it, it's, it's a gift that looks like every other gift. And, and I think the best way to describe it is, is it a commercial? So can we show the, the commercial? socks it like it's wrapped up impressively and expectations are set so high because it's wrapped up so nice did this ever happen to you growing up maybe it happened to you this year <laughs> maybe uh so, sometimes something you you don't really want but you could really use you know Typically, it's a mom or a grandma, too, that, that gets you the underwear, right, or the socks, right? And, and I know this. I know this this year because, um, because right now with, with our son, we're, like, just in the beginning phases of potty training. And um, it's, it's like, <laughs> I, I got to tell you something. This, this, you don't see the whole picture, but this is my son, Joshua. He's sitting on the potty. <laughs> And, and it's like, and like for parents, it's, it's awesome to think that you're at this, this stage in life where, all right, they're, they're, they're getting ready to potty train. The, the end in sight is, is I don't have to, I don't have to buy diapers anymore. And the, and the, you know, and it's, it's like, it's good. And, and, and I, and I remember I get home one day and like, that's, was my son sitting on the, on the potty and it's awesome. And Lindsay takes pictures of him on the potty, but he gets so excited. <laughs> <laughs> He gets so excited and he's like, he wants a fist bump and a high five. Like, I'm like, awesome, buddy. That's, that's cool. And I get home one day from, from work or somewhere and, and Lindsay says, says to me, she's like, hey, we should get Joshy undies for Christmas this year. And I was like, what? No, like he's, he's one. Like what, like what one-year-old wants underwear for, like, no, like, no, we can't. Kids don't want underwear for Christmas. And so when I say, like, it's a mom and a grandma thing, I think I know what I'm talking about. Because, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, no kids. But, but, but it's, it's awesome, too. Because before you even open the gift, your mom is already trying um, to help you appreciate the gift. She's like, this is what you need. You're going to love this gift so much. <laughs> and, and so you open the present, and maybe, and maybe you need it, but you're not really going to get too excited about it. And, that's, and, and it's not really what you wanted for Christmas. It's misleading, it's cruel, and something should be done about this with parents. Like, and like the wrapping paper looks so promising too, doesn't it? And it's, it's kind of like a bummer, right? <laughs> if we could hit rewind and go back to the first Christmas, though, I believe the first Christmas was a lot like this. Jesus came into the world. He is this gift that the world so desperately needed at that moment. But largely, it went unnoticed. No one seemed to get too excited about him. The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Here is this incredible gift that God is giving to the world. 
out of his, because he loved us so much. But when Jesus was born, most of the world didn't even notice that, a, that this amazing present had been placed underneath the tree. So why was that? Why was the most pivotal event in, in all of human history? Why was it at the time? Why was it so, why was it so unnoticed? I think it's because it's not just, it's, because it's not just what people were looking for. People weren't looking for it. It, it. Jesus came in a very unexpected way. In John chapter 1, John, uh, John begins to tell us the, the, the Christmas story. He begins it in a way that is so different, different than the other, gospel, um, the other gospel writers. Each gospel writer put, puts his own emphasis, uh, his own personal emphasis on, on Jesus. Matthew, for example, is writing to a mostly Jewish audience. So he's presenting Christ as the Messiah, as one of the most, uh, to the, as the one who's fulfilled the prophecies. Matthew, as, as we learned a couple weeks ago from, from John, begins with, with the ge- genealogy of Christ, establishing his bloodline as the promised Messiah. Mark is an action-packed gospel. He uses the word, um, the, the word immediately over and over again. It's one of his favorite words, and he picks up, uh, he picks up it up for the most part from, from the time he met Jesus. And then he, tells, then he tells us one moment after another, lots of focus and emphasis on the power of Christ and the miracles of Jesus. It's shorter, but it's an action-packed gospel. Luke is a doctor, and so he writes us more of a, a more historical account. He pays attention to the details, tells us things like, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree. But Luke's emphasis is on the humanity of Jesus. He presents Jesus as the Son of Man, and that's why we typically turn our attention to this book around Christmas time. He, he gives us different details of the story, like about Mary and Joseph and how there was no room for them in the inn and, 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 and she laid them in the manger. And, he, and, and, he, and, and Luke shows us that Jesus is, is this, is really, was really a human. John takes a different approach altogether, though, and emphasizes the deity of Christ. He wants us to understand, though fully human, he is also fully God. And while Luke looks back to the birth of Christ, John looks back to the, to the beginning of the world before the world even began to tell us the Christmas story. John 1 begins this way, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John is using the word word as a reference to Jesus. In the Greek, this is the word for logos. John is saying that Jesus is the expression of God. Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is the manifestation of God. John begins by saying, this is not just another prophet. This is is God in the flesh. This is Emmanuel. This is God with us. Jesus is God. John puts emphasis on the deity of Christ. If this is the Son of God and he's coming to earth as a baby, it seems like this is a pretty big deal, doesn't it? We realize this, is, we realize this in hindsight, though. But at, but at the moment, it seems like, like, it should have, like it should have been a big deal. We know that now. All, all, all of the world should have stood still for one moment. That it should have been, been this spectacular event. And yet, as you read through the story, the, the wrapping paper doesn't seem to be all too impressive, does it? There are no fireworks. There's no Fox News or CNN special report. There's, there's really not a whole lot at all. Except for three people we, we read about in the book of Matthew. To them, this was a big deal. 
All these people, they don't, uh, and these people, they aren't just any ordinary three people. Matthew refers to them as the Magi. From the Greek, it also translates to, to kings or wise men. I believe this was such a big deal to the Magi that they had probably been preparing this for event for a couple of years. Have you ever been on a, on a hiking trip? You prepare and you study maps and, and you pack and, 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 and there's, there's a lot of preparation that goes into this. I believe they were preparing for this for quite some time. Uh, and the Magi, they were also, I believe, very familiar with what the scriptures said. They, they knew what the prophecies found in Numbers and in Jeremiah. Uh, and the prophecy telling of a star that would shine in the east about a true king that would be born. The Magi knew it would be a long and at hard times a very treacherous trip. And so it took some time to prepare and to get ready for this trip. We pick up at, uh, this part in the Christmas story beginning in, in Matthew 2 1. It reads After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has, been, who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. The only legitimate facts we know about this parti- these particular magi are the few given in, in the scriptures in, in Matthew in, the, in this first 12 verses of chapter 2. We are not told their number, their names, their means of transportation to to Palestine or the specific country or countries from which they came. The things that we read and see on TV are only what our best guess. And they're probably not bad guesses either. Skipping down to verse 9, Matthew 2, 9. They went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gifts that the wise men brought, brought were, were Jesus were these absolutely incredible uh, and, and unexpected gifts. And we look at them today and we're like, they weren't really that all impressive, except maybe the gold, right? But, but, but like, the truth is they were impressive. And they were, they were unexpected too. How do we receive an incredible unexpected gifts like the gold or the frankincense and myrrh? And how do we receive the most amazing gift of all? Jesus. We can learn a lot from the wise men when the Bible gives us, even so the Bible gives us very few details about them. First, you received a gift with gratitude because you didn't pay for it. Have you ever felt awkward because you received an unexpected gift or you gave something to someone else and yet, um, and then they gave you their gift and you didn't spend as much money on them and it's kind of weird? Like it's like kind of awkward? They aren't expecting, or oftentimes they aren't expecting a reciprocal gift. They just want to express appreciation for your friendship or something you have done for them. Sometimes we look at our bank account or we look at the wrapped gift we have for them And you know that your gift doesn't even compare. It doesn't even come close to what you have spent on them. But it it is what it is. And if your gift from them is from your heart, it doesn't really matter. And so you express to them genuine thanks for their generosity. And and be thankful you didn't pay for for the gift you have received. Instead, it was a gift for you to receive graciously. Earlier, I said in the, the Bible says in John 1 that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. On the first Christmas when God took the, the form of flesh and He left heaven and He came to earth, 
There is nothing that, that we can give to God that would impress him more, more or match his generosity than that. After all, the God of the universe could, could twitch his baby finger and create a mountain range. He, could blink, he can blink his eye and make a rainbow. Although we can't match his gift, he does want to know that we appreciate the gift. So he's looking for our gratitude, and more importantly, he's looking for our obedience and for our love and for our devotion. And, and like the three kings, he's looking for us to worship him. That's, that's, that's the greatest response we can give. Jesus is king of kings. Presented as a newborn baby to the world, many kings have gone before and many kings have come afterwards, but none with the power of Christ dwelling within as the star led the Magi to the king, and the kings were bearing their gifts, these incredible, unexpected gifts, gifts that could have been representative of, of Jesus' life, gifts that were not rejected, gifts that were received with gratitude. Being thankful and having gratitude don't seem like, don't seem like two different things. However, when we present an incredible, unexpected, unexpected gift, the quality of our thankfulness measures our our, our our gratitude. When accepting a gift of unmeasurable value, our gratitude should, should be received equally. Without comparison, without excuses, without feeling guilty, but with simple gratitude. We should receive gifts with humility. You receive gifts like gold, frankincense, and myrrh with humility because like Mary and Joseph, you can't afford it. The gift of Christ motivates us to give. I, I've been here at HCC for three years now, and one of, my, one of the things I look forward to the most each and every single year is, is our Christmas prayers. And I get so excited, and this year as a congregation, we, 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 we had the opportunity, we adopted over 20 kids this year. Uh, and, and so many of you uh, are so generous. And, and, and so many of you have given and continue to give, and you make sacrifices to help people each and every single year. I remember I was sitting in my office and it was the Friday before the, the gifts were due um, to be turned in under the tree. And I was sitting under the tree and, and uh, one of our young adults comes and I asked her if I can use this story. She said, yeah, go ahead. So I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but sitting under the tree and, and she, she comes into church and she's like, I got my gifts. I'm here to drop them off. And I, I said, that's awesome. And, and um, I said, do you need any help? She's like, no, not really. And so I'm standing there and and she's going, she goes back to her car, and she goes back again, and she's getting, and she goes back like five times, and her brother's helping her, and I'm like, are you sure you don't need any help? And like, she's just giving, and like, I'm like, this is like incredible, like, she was so generous. And, and there's something you have to understand about this young person, too, as she's bringing all these gifts back and forth from her car under the tree, uh, like, it's awesome. This was her first year having her first full-time job, and so she's like, She's like, yeah, I'm using some of the money that I've, I've earned on my first job to, to give to these kids who may not have a Christmas. And, and, and I said, oh, that's, that's awesome. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I didn't have enough, so I had to borrow money from my dad. I got to pay him back after, after Christmas. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. And, and it's like, it was, it was great. Like one of our young adults just, just saying, you know what? I'm giving everything I got, everything I can to help a family who may not have Christmas this year. Christmas prayers is, is such a blessing to so many families in our community. 
My favorite part of Christmas prayers, though, is, is the dinner and, and, and the dinner part of it. And at the end of it, um, we call each family and we say, hey, um, we're going to give you your gifts. And, and they get to go out and they pick up their gifts and we, we send them home with a food box. And, and it's, it's just like, it's an awesome part. Like, I love it because at the end of the dinner, there's so many tears and there's, there's so much joy, happiness, and thankfulness of all these families. And we don't even know them. Have you ever noticed there are many people who have a hard time receiving gifts, especially if they're not accustomed to being on the receiving end of charity. In the past few years, for, for many, it's been, it's been like the first time they've had to ask for charity or the first time they've had to go to the downtown rescue mission to, to ask for help. They've never been in that situation, and it's tough for them where they, where they have to humbly receive. So often I hear stories of people feeling shamed, and yet it takes humility to come out to, Christmas, to, to something like the Christmas prayers dinner. The truth is, humility is, is really an honorable thing. And we're all called to be, like that, to be like that, humbled. The wise men, it says in Matthew 2.11, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. The Magi humbled themselves in front of the most amazing gift, Jesus Being humbled is a good practice for when we receive the gift of Jesus Christ. A gift that we cannot afford and one we do not deserve. No money, no no wealth, no fame could buy what God gives us, his son. The Apostle Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 9.15, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That's a direct reference to Jesus Christ. The first Christmas was when, when, when that indescribable gift was given to us. Even though the birth of Christ was foretold, nobody expected God, the creator of the universe, to present himself in the form of a baby. A helpless babe requiring love, attention, direction. Uh, the king humbled, born in a manger with hay, for, with hay as his pillow. Jesus is the ultimate example for each and every one of us. God not only humbled himself to come born of a virgin, but humbled himself every day of his life all the way to his death on the cross. God humbled himself with the expectations of our worship and and our dedication to him, the gift of our life. Humbly given when we accept the indescribable gift, Christ gives us love. Many of us have walked roads full of pride, consequences, love, pain, good days and bad But until we humble ourselves and accept the free gift of God's love and forgiveness, we are unable to fully understand how to receive gifts. We also receive gifts with joy. Surprises such as an unexpected gift fill us with joy, right? These gifts are often kept secrets and are meant to be uh, meaningful to us. The Magi's gifts were a surprise that was received with, with pure joy. The truth is that that the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which had extreme value, were nothing compared to the gift of Jesus. Uh, One of my favorite uh, verses is Matthew 2.10, but I really like what the, the New Living Translation says. It says, When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. The Magi were filled with joy. Joy that compelled them to bring gifts to the king. Joy that was shared with Mary and Joseph and Jesus. 
I've heard it said that joy is contagious. You can't share your joy by, you can't, you can share your joy and by being so you bring joy to others. Have you ever been around someone who is like so full of joy? Like it's, you can't, it's nothing but contagious. You're like, what are you so happy about? You know? And you're like, and like, even if you're having a bad day, like, like joy is so contagious. There's something about it. If someone, if someone, um, if someone brings you something joyful, the least you can do is receive it with joy, right? Joy is an emotion received by an action. In receiving a gift, the best way to do so is to do it joyfully. I'm sure Mary and Joseph were so excited and joyful at, to see the visit of the Magi as they walked up. Finally, they must have thought, someone did notice. Like, this is noticed. Their visit was not something that was expected or warranted. After, after that, after all that Mary and Joseph had been through, the challenges of, of, of parenthood, the blessing of God, the mystery of their future. They needed their joy restored, I believe, at that point. And it was in the visit and the gifts from the Magi. The gifts the, the wise men brought were not expected. Hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, hey Mike. Hey, Mike, it's middle of the I sermon. Just, well, hey, hey, we're I, right I in the middle. I just... I, 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 I understand. Give it to you. I you understand. Oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. You got time. Okay? I did, yeah, I, yeah I'll, you know what? Let me take it. I'll just put it. I'll open it afterwards, Mike. I just. No, no you've been. I know it's been a couple years. With yeah. Joy. Okay. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Teresa and I brought this gift. That from was afar. man. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah. I we see what it all the way from Florida. I okay. I've been listening. Okay? I see what you did there. See and what you did. Yeah, with that. Yeah. Excited, okay? uh, I, I, you, you I need to open, open it now. You know, like Jack, you got to open okay. it. Okay. <laughs> right. So you want me to open it right right, right now? Uh, I'll. You guys want me to open this? Yeah. You did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna open well, it. Open all right. It. All right. All right. I'm gonna. Oh. Ooh, would you? Well, you really look excited. I, you even I, talk about I love. Thanks, Mike. All right. <laughs> it's planes underwear. <laughs> yeah. Fly uh, away. Uh, <laughs> I, this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> yeah, you guys went under. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, that was un- that was unexpected. That was <laughs> Although this may not be the present you wanted, it is <laughs> it is often something you need. <laughs> I need that on my underwear. Jesus <laughs> Jesus is the gift we all need. If if you have received him, then you need to share him. With someone who has not, and if, and if you have not received him, you can do that today. Our, our baptistry is open. It, and maybe, uh, maybe this is, maybe for you, it was a tough week. It was, it was the Christmas holiday, and for some of you, it was tough. Our elders are here. They would love to, to pray with you and, and, and help you work through some of those things. Or, or maybe for some of you, you're looking for a church that, that, that jumps into the community along with its people, and we serve them just like we do at Christmas prayers. And, and, and if that's you today, I would encourage you as we sing our song of invitation that you would come forward. So please stand with us as we sing. 
Now, I asked my boss for permission to use these next words. <laughs> Thanks for worshiping with us this week, but now it's time to go. And as you go, always remember the Christmas story. Remember the joy and the hope this season brings you and share it with others. Remember to always receive gifts with gratitude and humility and joy. Because Jesus wants us to accept them in this way. 2 Corinthians 9.15 Thanks be to God for His indescribable gifts. And that's the Christmas story. As you look to 2015, we have an opportunity to read and experience all of God's story in its fullness. As you, as you leave today, if you haven't already done so, stop by the Story Hub. Pick up your storybook. You can also sign up for a story group. Also be in prayer for all of our groups that will be meeting. Uh, for their, uh, um, be in prayer for our facilitators. Be in prayer for our, our senior minister as he prepares his sermon series to preach through the entire Bible next year. Have a great week. <laughs>